Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In today's podcast, we will discuss the various obstacles which existed to German unification up until 1850. The German Bund was created in 1815. However, it would take until 1871 before the real unification of Germany would occur. In order to consider why this was the case, we will examine seven different factors, looking at nationalist divisions, Austrian strength, and German princes. We will then go on to look at religious and economic differences, before considering the indifference of the masses, and finally resentment towards Prussia. Divisions amongst the nationalists certainly played a role in undermining attempts to unify Germany. The main people who were demanding reforms in Germany came from the middle classes and the peasants, but they were divided on whether political change or social change was most important. The middle classes generally favoured political change, focusing on issues such as unification and also voting rights. However, peasants generally favoured social change, which introduced issues such as health, housing, education and working conditions. There was also a division about what a united Germany might look like. Some nationalists believed that Austria should be included, this was known as Großdeutschland, but others believed that Austria should be excluded from a united Germany, which was known as Kleindeutschland. This is certainly a major obstacle to achieving unification, because the fact that all the different groups who supported nationalism or indeed supported reform could not agree on on the exact outcome, made it difficult for them to get their demands. In addition, because the peasants were the largest group in German society, without their complete support, it limited the ability to introduce change. However, it's perhaps worth noting that this is not the major obstacle to unification. Although the lack of clear aims was indeed important, all the different groups had shown that it was possible to work together at times. For example, during the 1848 revolution, they had not only worked together in protests, but also at the Frankfurt Parliament and reached a range of agreements about what a united Germany would look like. Instead, many people would claim that Austrian strength was a major factor in opposing German unification. Until 1848, Austria was the dominant country within the German states. Austria believed that a united Germany would threaten its own multi-ethnic empire, and as a result they opposed any attempts to unify. Austria was in particular worried that Prussia might dominate a united Germany. Not only were both of them rivals in terms of economics and military, they were also divided by religion. Austria was a Catholic state, whereas Prussia was Protestant. Austria also had reason to be particularly angry at Prussia, having been excluded from joining their customs union, the Zollverein. Austria was then significantly undermined in its influence by the 1848 revolutions. The extent of violence and protests meant that the leader of Austria, Chancellor Metternich, had even had to flee Vienna. All of this was important in achieving and stopping unification. Because Austria had permanent chairmanship of the Bund, this meant that they could weaken any attempts to unify. In addition, many southern states relied on Austria for military protection, and as a result they had to support Austria's opposition to unification. 
Furthermore, it's worth noting that the Frankfurt Parliament was at its most successful when Austria was distracted by revolution. However, once Franz Joseph, the leader of Austria, had re-established order, Austria was able to take action to undermine unification and ensure that the Frankfurt Parliament, which had agreed plans for unification, was a failure. Again, though, it might be too strong to suggest that this reason alone is the major factor which led to unification in Germany taking so long. For one, opposition to a united Germany was found across all the states, not simply in Austria. This was often based on concerns from the leader of each state that they would lose power, and it was also down to the fact that many of them feared Prussia would dominate a united Germany. The German princes, in fact, have a major role in opposing German unification. There were 39 states within the German Bund, and each of them had their own leader. As a united Germany would only have one leader, it would clearly cost these leaders their power and influence. Because each state's leader controlled its army, this made opposing them very difficult. They could easily cut down any protests. Many of these German princes were also particularly jealous of each other's state's leaders, and this again undermined any attempts to unite the different states and have them work together. However, although this was a factor, it's worth noting that this does link us back to Austria and Prussia. Many of the small states relied on either Austria and Prussia for military protection, and thus, if both of these states had been pushing for unification, the princes would have found it very hard to oppose their demands, suggesting that they are only of limited value. Religious differences may be another factor which undermined attempts to unite Germany. Traditionally across Europe, most of Europe had been Catholic, but after the Reformation this had changed. Germany, like the rest of Europe, had become divided, in this case between Catholic and Protestant. The religious divide split Germany thus. Northern states were most likely to be Protestant and thus have the support of Prussia, whereas southern states were more likely to be Catholic and support Austria. Religion is often seen as one of the factors that is key to creating a nation, along with issues such as language and so on. Clearly, if the German states were divided based on religion, it could help the idea that these states should remain separate, thus undermining the possibility of a united Germany. Furthermore, there were huge religious concerns from the southern states. They believed that a united Germany might be dominated by Prussia, and rightly or wrongly, they believed that this could possibly see the imposition of Protestantism right across the new country, leading them to oppose any possible united Germany. However, it would be wrong to suggest that religious differences on their own are the key obstacle to unification. There had previously been major divides across Germany and Europe between the religions, particularly during the Thirty Years' War, but since then there had been overall limited division. Prussia and Austria, in fact, were rivals because of the economic and military rivalry that they had, not simply because of religious differences. Economic differences, in fact, are clearly at the heart of Prussia and Austria's divide, which provides some of the explanations to why unification took so long. Prussia's control of the Rhineland and its natural resources helped grow its economy. However, on the other hand, Austria had limited access to natural resources such as coal and iron, and so was not as economically successful as Prussia. Prussia was also in charge of the Zollverein, which was a customs union that brought together states from across Germany 
and this gave it a major influence on these states. Austria, however, was excluded from membership of the Zollverein, and this was a decision which hugely angered them, as they believed it cost them economically. Economic divides simply increased the arguments which existed between Prussia and Austria, and they limited the chances of unification. Austria in particular worried that in a united Germany, they would lose influence to Prussia. These fears were shared by smaller states who worried that Prussia was already too powerful and in a united Germany would simply dominate them even more. However, it's worth noting that economic differences were simply part of a wider divide between Austria and Prussia. They were not necessarily any more important than divisions such as religion, military and politics, and so on. Another feature which may have helped stop unification of Germany was the indifference of the masses. Peasants made up the largest group of people in all the German states, but they had no single opinion on this issue. They were also divided between the different areas in which they lived, rural areas and urban areas. Urban peasants, who were the group most likely to have been affected by industrialisation, were more likely to be educated, have a political understanding, and thus more likely to take part in protests. On the other hand, many rural peasants were more likely to be uneducated and thus uninterested in matters such as politics. Although eventually many peasants in both urban and rural areas did become involved in protests, they were largely more interested in social change, such as political reform. They were less concerned with who could vote, rather than with whether they had good working and living conditions. As peasants were in the majority in Germany, clearly their support would be essential if state leaders were to be forced to listen. The fact that there was divides between them, and in many cases simple indifference, hurt these actions. The peasants were also divided from many of the middle classes who were involved in the campaigns. Quite often middle classes were the employers or the managers of workplaces and they did not want to see major workplace changes which would cost them money. Many peasants had a limited education in addition and this made it hard for them to be aware of, far less to engage in the political discussions which existed at the time. However, although German peasants did not actively oppose nationalism, they simply saw social changes more important. This means that they were not actively working against the United Germany and instead were simply focused on other reforms. This suggests that they were not actually an obstacle. It's also worth noting that many peasants were in fact strong nationalists and believed firmly that Germany should unite. A final factor which may have helped oppose German unification was resentment towards Prussia. Although Austria was politically the most powerful state in the Confederation, Prussia was very important too. Not only did it have a strong economy, but it also controlled the customs union the Zollverein and was a major military power. Prussia, however, was seen as a threat by many of the smaller German states, especially those in the south. They worried that any united Germany, they would be completely dominated by Prussia. Austria was also worried about this. They were jealous of and angry about Prussia's economic strength and the fact that they were excluded from the Zollverein simply increased this anger, making it more likely that they would oppose Prussia. Furthermore, many of the smaller southern German states were worried that in a united Germany, Prussia might seek to impose their Protestant religion on Catholic states, and this further fueled resentment towards them. 
However, this is perhaps too simple an explanation. For one, France continued to be a real worry for Germans, and it was the actions of Prussia in stopping them take control of land up to the Rhine, which showed how important Prussia was in providing military protection to all the German states, winning support for their demands and hopes for unification. In addition, Austria did try to introduce their own customs union to replace the Zollverein, but ultimately other German states rejected this, believing that they had too much to lose, which suggests that Prussia did have strong support from many of the states.